everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. I am in the podcast studio with one of our Watermark students, Mr. Bo Richardson. Yo. Bo, I'm glad you're here, and you are here because it's a Wednesday. Oh, yeah. And tonight, high schoolers are gathering at Watermark for Shoreline, our high school ministry. Yes. And what, if if I'm not a high schooler, and I'm listening to this right now, what can I be praying for you guys as you all gather? I think that's a great question. I think the best thing to pray for would just be that we are able to listen without distraction to the sermon and to the worship because God does move if we allow him to. And I think that can be hard for teenagers to do. Mm. So I think it would be a great thing to pray for that uh, God would be able to move through us. You guys would be focused and attentive and and undistracted. Cool. Um, Bo, how did you come to know the Lord? I I came to know the Lord at a young age— and I was I was saved young, and I was you know the good kid. Hmm. But sin trickled into my life, uh, and with COVID, I fell into a lot of just struggle and addiction. But uh, after a while of that, he God showed me the full life that He had in store for me and the recovery He had to offer. Uh, and I found my community group and really started pursuing God. And I've just seen amazing transformation. And I'm now continually pursuing him and walking the steps towards healing. I love it. And we get to hang out once a month at Lead Team. Oh, yeah. Where What is Lead Team, for those who don't know? Lead Team is the, like, disciple-equipping ministry for high school students so that they can be prepared to share God's love wherever they go. I love it. And last week, we had our friend Noah on the podcast right? Mm-hmm. And he started to throw himself under the bus and say that he doesn't serve at Watermark, but he's actually in lead team with us. Yes. And you guys serve by hosting other students every Wednesday night yeah. at Shoreline, which is awesome. Bo, I'm glad you're here. I say we just jump right into Genesis 21. Sweet. Starting off with Isaac. Yes. Is, is, that, is that where we're going? Yeah. You tell me. Okay. So just the title of uh, chapter 21 is the birth of Isaac. And for those of you who don't know, Isaac is Abraham's son that God uh, promised him. And just reading the first two verses, uh, we can see it says promised or promised twice Hmm. uh, in the context that God had fulfilled a promise both to Sarah and Abraham through the birth of Isaac. And I, I just think that's so beautiful. It just starts off developing so much character, uh, of God. And I, I just think the just in the first paragraph, uh, we can already know that God is gracious because it says it in the very first verse. Uh, we can know he's faithful because he fulfilled the promises and that he's transcendent because the timing of Isaac's birth and the fact that he was able to be born uh, so late into Sarah's life was not what they had in store, but God was transcendent and knowing that that was what he had in plan to continue that lineage that would later go on to, you know, be his people. It's hmm. cool. What else? What else do you see? Well, one thing that stood out to me was in verse 6. Uh, and I, I don't see this tons. Or you, you, you wouldn't see this tons in the Bible where it says, Sarah said, God has brought me laughter, and everyone who hears about this will laugh with me. Hmm. And I just thought that's such a beautiful image, this 
you know, quite older woman is getting to laugh and laugh with others. And she's able to delight in the goodness of God because he fulfilled his promise to her. Yeah, that's interesting to think about imagining. Like, I just think of grandma's <laughs> sitting around telling this story, like laughing. Yeah. But they are like, it's it's so amazing that they're overcome with this joy that brings laughter. Yeah. So what else do you see in chapter 21? What else is worth noting? Well, there's another section that starts in verse 8 where Hagar and Ishmael get sent away because they, Ishmael was insulting Isaac and he was persecuting him when he was born to the slave woman. And since y'all have already read this, I thought it would be cool to show y'all that Paul actually wrote about this in the New Testament in Galatians 4. So uh, I'm just going to read a little bit from Galatians 4. Uh, In verse 21, Paul says, Tell me, you who want to be under the law, are you not aware of what the law says? For it is written that Abraham had two sons, one by the slave woman and the other by the free woman. His son, the slave woman, was born according to the flesh, but his son by the free woman was born as the result of a divine promise. And then jumping to 28, he says, Now you, brother and sisters, like Isaac, are children of promise. Hmm. And I just think that's such a beautiful picture. I mean, we are children of promise. We are children of the free woman. Uh, and we, unlike Isaac and Ishmael, are co-heirs to the eternal inheritance of God. Hmm. It's a funny thing because God does, as we'll see in just a second, God does make some promises to Hagar yeah. regarding Ishmael. Yeah. But there's this neat connection Paul makes for us in Galatians 4 that he says, hey, um, being a child of the promise has something to do with not our biological heritage, but our spiritual heritage, would you say? Mm -hmm. And that spiritual heritage, quote unquote, isn't that you are a biological descendant of Abraham, but that you, you are part because you've for us today, you're part of God's promise because you've placed your your trust in Christ's life, death, burial, and resurrection. Um, you are a partaker of the promise. Yeah, I think that's great. All right, what's the next section? The next section is the treaty at Beersheba, uh, starting in verse 22 that goes until the end of the chapter. And it kind of comes out of nowhere. He's now talking to some commanders of the people of the land that he's staying in. I think one thing that was very interesting, they make this whole treaty together in in verse 33 uh, and 34. The last verses, it says, Abraham planted uh, a tamarisk tamarisk tree in Beersheba, and there he called on the name of the Lord, the eternal God. And Abraham stayed in the land of the Philistines a long time. And I think it's it's so beautiful because I, I looked this up and I think Abraham might have planted specifically the tamarisk tree in verse 33 because it produces 500,000 seeds every year. Wow. And I think that would be, it's almost mirroring God's promise to him in Genesis 15, 5. Uh, in all the promises where he says, I'll make a great nation out of you, and I, uh, you know, your descendants will be as numerous as the stars. I think it's cool to see how this tree he planted almost symbolizes. I mean, whether he meant it or not, I think it's cool to see how that tree can symbolize 
the promise that God would later fulfill. Mm, yeah, that's cool. I'm, I'm looking at a note right now, and uh, one commentator says, This tree was an appropriate symbol of the enduring grace of the faithful God whom Abraham recognized as, in quotes, the everlasting God. Abraham now owned a small part of the land God had promised him. And what's interesting is he then gets a well, right, for water. Mm -hmm. And this commentator continues by saying, By granting Abraham rights to a well, Abimelech had made it possible for Abraham to live there permanently and had acknowledged his legal right at least to water. In other words, after so many delays, the promises of land and descendants at last seem on their way to fulfillment. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, I think that's beautiful. What, um, but when you look at this chapter, what kind of application do you think we can, we can draw from it today? How do we live differently because of what we read in Genesis 21? I think the biggest thing uh, that's helped me to live differently just reading this is just reminding myself of the character of God. Hmm. Not that there's, you know, a takeaway or, you know, an action that needs to be taken because of it. But I think one of the most beautiful and constructive things that we can do is just to remind ourselves daily of the truth and the character of God. Uh, So just to close out, uh, going back to what I said earlier, that uh, we interpreted from chapter 21 that God— he is gracious. He is, he is faithful. He is transcendent. And he is uh, the everlasting God. Gracious, everlasting, transcendent. I love it. That's so true, Bill. We're out of time, but thank you for being here. Yes, thank you for having me. You're welcome. And as always, pray for our students. Keep reading your Bibles. And I am so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.